two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now, here are your boys, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. All right, Brad, the bowl games start tomorrow, but uh, we're going to get into some NFL action here. The season's really starting to heat up. I can't believe uh, the games that took place, the teams that are heating up, last week really was a factor for a lot of teams eliminating themselves from the playoffs. Also, even last night's game, Thursday night's game with the Chiefs and um, the Chargers, the football season, the NFL football season is Man, it is electric right now. Surprises are always around the corner. We also had a pretty good bet in, uh, or a good week on the betting side. Uh, combined five and three, Giants Redskins. Giants were three and a half point favorites. Destroy the skins forty to sixteen. So easy win for both of that us. That was probably Miles. I, I know I've said this frequently, but I will call this game so far this season the easiest bet that I have made. I went in with full confidence and won with full confidence, which was really great in, in my eyes for uh, this this this. Uh, Giants team to, to just dismantle poor they, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, they've been a good bet uh, down the stretch here, uh, the Giants have. Uh, next year, we had the Rams, three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Chicago Bears. Uh, I went with the Bears here. You went with the Rams. The Rams burned you two weeks in a row, so that was a win for me and a loss for Like, you, what man. the hell? Do I, should I just not touch Rams games? Like, I go against them. I go with them. They screw me twice. We're going to take a break from talking about the Rams this week. Uh, Viking Seahawks, always a good bet to uh, place your money on the Seahawks when they are at home on primetime. They were three-point favorites. They covered the spread, spread 21-7. to Yeah, that was a good one there. Uh, boring game. Until, like, literally the end. Eagles-Cowboys uh, was a little slow until the fourth quarter, actually. That's kind of another one there. The Cowboys were three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Brad, we went against the boys. They Not only do they win, they cover the spread. Got to hand it to them. Dude, but we, we were in it the whole game. And then when the game went to overtime, I go, okay, perfect. I said, we got this half-point hook here. Even if the Cowboys win on a field goal, we're going to win the game. Yeah, screw with Amari Cooper. And speaking of the Cowboys, that's where we're going to start this week. We have a pretty interesting... Uh, NFC AFC matchup here: the Cowboys and the Colts. The Colts are three-point home favorites. Andrew Luck playing really well as of late. Do you think the Colts should be favored in this game? I think that this line. So um, Vegas always asserts uh, the three points for the home for the home team, no matter what. So they're saying they're even, and I think a lot of this line has to do with Zach Martin probably going to be out. But I do not think the Colts should be favored. Me personally, I just think the Cowboys. They're playing great defensively. The immersion of Mari Cooper, I, I just don't see Indy winning this game. I don't either. I think the Cowboys' defense, they're frustrating offenses unlike any other team in the league right now. And with their really interesting style of football on the offensive side of the ball, how yeah. they just try to grind you out, hold on to the ball. They really don't need that much of a lead. So Cowboys plus three to me is a good bet. Not only because of that, but I'm also not betting against the Cowboys two weeks in a row. Heck no. Because of how well they're playing. Demarcus Lawrence is playing phenomenal. So the, the, the punch of Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory is phenomenal, right? So you got two guys who can really get after the quarterback. And then you have a guy who's just cleaning up, cleaning up tackles in uh, Van Der Esch. Like, they, that defense has it going on. And on the other side of the ball, the key for the Cowboys this year, not just in this game, but how far they're going to take him is can Dak limit his turnovers? Yes. I mean, he turned the ball over single-handedly three times against the Eagles, and they still win the game by six points. But the Cowboys were dominating that game the entire time. Yeah. But Dak couldn't stop turning the ball over. Now, it's not always going to be his fault, but most of the time, these turnovers do fall on him. Very careless with the ball. A lot of a lot of sack strips, uh, sack fumbles that happened to Dak, and 
I'm trying to recall, like in Mississippi State, I don't even remember that happening too frequently. I think that sometimes quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, they get this pressure when their team is doing well that they're like, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to be the reason we're losing yards. And that's where the turnovers try to happen. Instead of just taking the sack, they're loose with the ball, not protective of the ball. I do. I am scared by some of the trends that um, the Colts have. With six, six and one in their last seven, seven and zero. Oh, this is a really crazy trend that scares me. Seven and zero oh in their last seven home games as favorites. But on the other side of the football, the Cowboys are five and zero oh against the spread in their last five games, and I, and I think they're going to win. Screw the covering. Screw just covering. But I think they're going to win and cover. I think Cowboys win as well. So we're both in agreement there. Cowboys plus three. We got a good one next. What is it? Next we got the New England Patriots. They are one-and-a-half-point favorite versus the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are on a downward spiral. And you know what I saw? Uh, I saw a graphic. The Patriots, uh, including last game and the next four games, is the exact same schedule as last season. And last season, they lost to the Dolphins. And then it was a nail-biter versus the, versus the Steelers. Whoever had the ball last, you remember the whole uh, the whole interception in the end zone when they called – who was it? Was it Jesse James? They called him short. Oh, yeah. Uh, they I called him short, and then they threw an end zone uh, – threw a touch uh, interception in the end zone. I hope we get another shootout. Miles, where are you going with this? So I think it will be another shootout. It's really interesting here. We got the Patriots and the Steelers, two teams that uh, normally dominate their respective divisions. Yes. But they're kind of middle of the road right now. They're both kind of trying to figure out who they are as we head into the playoffs. Uh, It's not even guaranteed for the Steelers. uh, Passing to get their act together, too. So I've been back and forth on this. Yes. But at the end of the day, I don't want to pick against the Patriots. Fair. Because for me, I, I mean, listen... You got the Steelers at home, right? Yep. But it's not a primetime game. I think it's a 4.30 game, so it is one of the late afternoon games. But I'm going to go – it's going to be Brady versus Roethlisberger, so I'm going to go Brady in this one. I'm going Brady as well. It's not a 100% Roethlisberger, too, which is – you know, you're going to give me a team with their two best players are are hurt. I'm I'm saying best players. I'm saying Le'Veon Bell and and, uh, and Roethlisberger. No no dig on Antonio Brown. I think he's great, too, but – we got no, we got no Le'Veon Bell. He's out. James Conner, questionable. Um, Roethlisberger banged up. I'm going with Brady. I, I just want to ask you this question: Do you think? Because like, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Do you really think the Patriots losing Patricia is the the, the the main cause for their defense being so bad? I think it's definitely you know it, he was a big part of the structure in New England. Yeah, but there shouldn't be an overlap. Like there there shouldn't be that much of a drop. That's what I was thinking. So there might be uh, something more going on there, but if anybody can figure it out, even with a mediocre defense, Tom Brady can figure it out. Yeah, definitely. This is going to be a battle of who has the ball last. And, uh, I mean, in crunch time, we've seen it. We've seen it time and time again. Roethlisberger is really not that crunch time quarterback. I mean, even look at uh, the game he threw. What what game was that? He threw an interception at the end of the game. What was that versus the Broncos recently this season? Last season he threw an interception at the end of the game um, against the the Patriots. Give me Brady all the time. And we're talking about the Steelers coming off a terrible loss to the Raiders. Terrible. The Patriots actually played really well on the road in that Dolphins game. They, they had that they, game. They had the game. It was just a Kenyon Drake miracle. Right. So I'll ride the, what I think is the better team right now in New England, minus one and a half. So we're in agreement there. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. We got the Seattle Seahawks on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. Seahawks are three and a half point favorites here, Brad. And they just beat the 49ers by 30 points. Two weeks ago. Yes. So will this be any different? Miles, man, I feel so motivated. We just had our sales conference, and we just listened to Pete Carroll uh, sound bites. They win, they are in. If you would have told me this five or six weeks ago, 
I would have said there's no way the Seahawks are making the playoffs. They have an easy road to get to the playoffs now because all they need is win one more game and they're playing the 49ers. Listen, this defense is really starting to churn up here. And I mean, the 49ers are terrible. Outside of that win versus um, outside of that win versus Den- Denver, they haven't beaten anybody. They beat Oakland, who that's we just might as well call them Jokeland. A loss to Seattle earlier in, uh, what was that two weeks ago. A loss to Tampa Bay. Lost to lost to Arizona Rams. Man, they're bad. And that, that upset win over Denver is the only reason that this line is only a three and a half. Yes. So I picked this game because to me, this was the easiest uh, win of the week. I'm taking Seahawks minus three and a half. I am too. I don't think we need even say much more than besides this line's a joke. Three and a half. I mean, if anything, I'd buy the hook to make it three just, just for comfort. But I think they win this by at least a touchdown. And Seattle dominates the Niners. They're 13 and two against the spread in their last 15 against them. Uh, and let me just say something about Seattle. You know Seattle's one of my favorite teams, but I think they're continuing to prove that they're one of the best organizations, not only in football, but in sports. Yes, And right absolutely. now, ride the hot hand. Yes, that defense is really coming together, man. Uh, so, Miles, our next game, we're going to end this up. We have the Miracle Dolphins <laughs> going to the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a 7.5-point favorite. Miles, I did, you know, I looked at the, this game for a little bit here, and I saw I saw a lot of handicappers and sharps on the, uh, the Vikings, 7.5, but... The Vikings haven't been playing good football. My cues out for the season really hurts that defense. Uh, I'm going with the Dolphins. I don't know if the Dolphins will win the game, but 7.5 is a lot of points. Give me the Dolphins. They're 4-1 against the spread in their last five games. And another reason why I picked this game, this is another one that I really thought, hey, Dolphins plus 7.5 after how well they played last week? Give me the points. I think Minnesota's getting a lot of points here for uh, having been the home team, but their offense is struggling right yeah. now. Kirk Cousins, his numbers may be good on paper, but it's not producing, uh, it's not turning into results when it comes to winning the games. Miles, we've talked about this before too. Like, we were really considering the Vikings as a Super Bowl contender at the beginning of the season, but I know we both had our reservations about Kirk Cousins because he's a great stat patter. He fills up the stat sheet, but he's not really a great winner. And he, even, even in Washington, is the same way. And, and honestly, I think that they're. I wouldn't mind seeing the Dolphins. Uh, okay, so the Vikings are really good at home. Yes. But how well the Dolphins are playing right now, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they win the game, which is why I'm so comfortable with the points. Yeah, definitely. And the Vikings are 0-4 in their last four games against teams with winning records. Like, that is that says enough to me that you're telling me that they have to cover a 7.5-point spread. If they even if they win by a touchdown, we still win. So we got some great matchups here. Uh, all eight of these teams looking to make a playoff run, except the Niners. <laughs> but as we head into the playoffs... Who do you think is looking the best right now? You know, it's it's interesting to me. The Chiefs, I feel like, have lost, what is it, their three biggest games? Yeah. Because uh, New England was one of them. Yeah. San Diego and L.A. Yep. So so what do we make of the Chiefs? I, I, I mean. Someone told me, um, you might know this guy, one of our buddies, Jesse, told me, I, when I said the Saints are really scary, and they're like, the Saints haven't played anybody. But then I was really thinking about it. The Chiefs haven't really beat anybody, especially haven't beat anybody on the road. And how great of a story would it be if this is the year that Philip Rivers, of all people, puts it together? Could you imagine? Throws it to the or, uh just shoves it in the face of these young guns to be like, I'm still here to stay. This is my time to shine. That'd be crazy. First playoff berth since 2013. Melvin Gordon's not even playing. Austin Eckler's out, and they still find a way to grit out. Philip Rivers threw two interceptions early in this game and then found a way to win. Mike Williams. With the wide open touchdown, I mean, I could have thrown a touchdown on that on that play. The team that's looking the best to me 
the team I would be most afraid of. And I don't, don't get me wrong, Chicago Bears fans, your defense is great. But I'm not putting my money on Richard Trubisky. I'm going to still ride the Saints here. Um, because you, you, when, you've seen, have you, when you've seen Drew Brees play against a defense that's really hot, and, and God, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but when Drew Brees played the Tampa Bay Bucks, that defense was really hot. They shut him out for the first half pretty much, and you saw his veteran leadership at the end just grit, find a way to win that game because that was a game you cannot lose if you want to consider yourself a Super Bowl contender. But then you look at a game where, and I'm not comparing the Bucks defense to the Bears defense by any means. It's like night and day difference. But you look at the game where you have Jared Goff, a younger quarterback who played against this great Bears defense, four interceptions is not good. And let's even go with, let's even go with uh, Pat Mahomes. Well, when Pat Mahomes played the Rams, what do he have? Five turnovers? Yeah. You see these young guys are just they're gunslingers. They're doing too much, but when you have when you have a a, a Drew Brees, he just grits out a way to win. And I'm glad you brought up his name because honestly, with everyone coming down the stretch here and all these great teams that are gonna be in the mix, as long as Drew Brees is at the height of his talent right now, which yeah. which I really think he is, and this may be uh one of his last years in the league, I'm gonna ride Drew Brees in the playoffs. Now, I will say, I think the only team that the Saints don't want to see in the playoffs is the Cowboys again. Yes. Even though that they would be at home this time, that, that's a team that can just mess you up, slow you down, mess with the rhythm. But if we're talking about putting the Saints up against the Rams, up against even the Bears. Yeah, I think the Saints destroy the Bears. So, I, I like them a lot in the NFC. Who do you like in the AFC? I like the Chargers. Um, them getting Joey Bosa, finally going to be getting back into the game, going to play. Um, Miles, I, I, this is totally not even related to our podcast, but I just have to say this on air. My God, did you see that clip from Stephen A. Smith? Oh, okay. That really rubs me the wrong way. Yes. It's like, stay out of your lane. Yes. Or stay in your stay lane. Stay in your lane. You, you, if you don't want to watch the games, don't just start talking. Tra- what he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase this for you guys don't know. Hunter Henry's been playing really well this season. Stephen A. Smith, Hunter Henry has not played a single snap this season. Like, that really irked me. Yeah, and it, it, it wasn't just one thing. And you're right, this is a little unrelated, but you know what? As long as we're talking about it, this is just ESPN pushing their golden boy personality yeah. to try to get them to talk about things that they have no idea what they're talking about. So... Yeah, I was a little upset. I had to get that out. We talked about the Chargers, and I, that just, especially us, like young guys who literally watch every second of all these games. We even go back and watch games just because we love sports and we love it. I understand Stephen A. Smith might be one of the busiest men in the world, but do not talk about something you don't know. Like when we, Miles, we even cover college teams. Like we covered Georgia Southern, and I was like, I remember I even told you on the podcast, I said I hadn't watched a, a single Georgia Southern game, but I had to go back. I literally went back and did my homework and watched them play. So I understood what I wanted to talk about. That just irks me because we're grinding. We're trying to make our mark here, and we have a guy like Stephen A. Smith who who's established, and he can't even he can't even get his facts right. Yeah, they're not even players playing. But with that being said, Miles, I hope we win a lot of money this weekend. My final thought is going to be: I think it would be really cool if we had a Tom Brady Philip Rivers uh, AFC title game. It's pretty much like the. Uh, there's a, like a couple a couple of wily vets, and the rest is like a bunch of young guys. Yeah. Trubisky. Goff, Mahomes. And I said this last week, I can't remember being this excited for the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Because I think that anyone that's in it can take it. Yeah, there's no, there's not that dominant. I'm trying to think, like, it, there's not really a, like, scary dominant team. 
But I so, really do like the Chargers more and more, especially mm-hmm. if I think they should just fuck, forget about it. Let 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 Melvin Gordon rest. Like they don't even play him. They clinch a berth. Yep. I mean the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Well, they sit in home field right now. Chiefs lose another game. They losing home field. And the spread should be really interesting here, uh, especially as we get into the playoffs. So let's finish the season strong. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it, uh, guys. Thank you for listening to. This episode of What's the Spread, be sure to check our, check our website out at www.whatsthespread.net. Download our podcast on Apple Music or however you get your podcast, and that is What's the Spread. Thank you guys for listening, and let's...